Hello and welcome to the Cafe Hustle podcast. Today I'm talking to Magella O'Connell of Pavlova and Cream and we're talking all about Instagram and how you as a food service business, whether you're a coffee shop or a restaurant or even hospita- other hospitality businesses like hotels, Instagram can really allow you to reach a bigger, bigger audience for your business. So we're going to be talking about things such as Instagram hashtags and how they can help you reach people who are searching for cafes in your area, say, or whatever your business is. How Instagram stories fit into your overall marketing campaign. But also we're going to dig into some of the amazing tips that Magella has around producing content on Instagram. I hope you enjoy this episode. And like I say, there's a lot of value in this around your Instagram account. So if you've got a pen and paper, take some notes. So we're going to jump into all this and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Are you looking for somewhere to organize all your processes, standard operating procedures and policies in one easy to access place? Check out Trainual, which has got over 150 fully customizable templates. Just go to thecafehustle.com forward slash Trainual and sign up for a seven day free trial and get 10% off your first 12 months. So Magella, thank you very much for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very yeah. exciting. Thank you very much. A little bit nervous, but uh, you know, I'll, we'll get it. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be great. I'll be amazing. Well, guess, It'll be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like I said, just very relaxed. So, and conversational. That's the main thing about this is just having real conversations with people. That's how mm-hmm. I like to 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 operate when when I'm chatting with people. So, how so we're going to be talking about Instagram today and how food businesses in particular can use that to widen their reach and as part of their marketing. But first of all, we'll start off with the usual way that I start the episodes. And what is your purpose? Oh, um, this is like, when, it, when, it, when I read this question, I was a bit like, wow, I had to really think about this one. Because obviously you don't want to sound like a bit of an idiot. You, you just don't. I had to. I had to, actually had to think really hard. But I had to. Th- I had to think harder about this one than I did about all the other stuff. Because the other stuff is kind of technical and and passionate and stuff. But I think. I think that I like the, the thing that gets me up in the morning. It's going to sound so cheesy and so rubbish. But it's like happiness. I want to be happy. I want the people around me to be happy. Um, I, I like job satisfaction. Uh, and this is going to sound extra cheesy. It's like, I, I, I like the aim is for me to just be a decent human being. And I know that sounds a bit odd. And probably there's people going, why is she not a decent human being in a, in a, in a, in a spare time? But I don't think, I, 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 I don't think being a, like a decent, decent human being comes naturally. I think to have an effect on people's lives, you have to go a little bit out of your way to to make other people extra happy and i think that's part of you know going that extra mile like this morning i did a tweet a twitter post for uh, a charity that i know and the guy just said can you help me i know it's really short notice and and it didn't take me very long because i understand and do social media so 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 i think it's little things like that so as well as kind of thinking about my own happiness and the people the immediate people around me I like to go that extra mile and to have some knock-on ripples on people that aren't just in my inner circle so I think you know 
that that's it. So if I can go to bed at night and know that I've made a little bit of a difference in some people's lives or they're going to sleep having a little smile or if I can do that, that's that's what makes me really happy. Yeah, I just I would just know that I would sleep well knowing that I've made other people's lives a little bit better, including, you know, my, my immediate family. So I guess that's kind of the drive. And I can do that through my work, which is nice. You know, I can do that through photography and I can do that through all of those things and I can promote a chef. So it's 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 not a, a difficult and challenging thing to do. Um but it's nice to know that I've, you know, put a smile on somebody's face before I go to bed. I like that. That that makes me happy. And as we were talking off mic, particularly the, the past two years have just been unbelievable for the hospitality industry, the the effect it's had. And and I think the recovery is going to certainly go through this year and beyond that, depending on what happens. And beyond, and beyond. Yeah. I think it's really, I mean, I, I personally lost one of my jobs, what, you know, my main, my main job. And I know, as we were saying, I know, I know chefs that, that lost their jobs. I know people in the hospitality that lost their jobs. And <clears throat> I think it just, um, it does make you feel quite lucky to not be struggling horrifically you know I my 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 husband's not in hospitality he loves to he loves he loves the industry because he knows I love it as well and and he loves he does love to support the industry and he gets on a lot very well with my chef friends and I think it is covid has given us the opportunity as human beings to be aware of our situations and how difficult it is for some other people um I think yeah, it's just it's just done a number on a lot of people, and it does it does, you know, as we said as well, you, you, we know it's there, and it's very easy to become overwhelmed by the inability to, you know, to help and to change it right now. But I think as human beings, as we all, if we all just keep supporting each other and helping each other and being there for each other i think that will really make a difference in this healing of the hospitality industry um and i think yeah we we just oh, need to consider that there are people out there that are a lot worse off than us yeah and like you say your your purpose is all about trying to help people it's similar to what it is for me and the cafe hustle it's any way that you can <clears throat> well that feeling you get when you do help someone when the light bulb flicks on for them how to do something. And when it comes from your coaching or your advice or mm. through promotion in, in your case as well, <clears throat> it really does for ourselves makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like to be able to just compose a tweet quite quickly uh, this morning for this charity, uh, just to help out a friend of mine and, and he and his words, I think were like, you know, I'm such a dinosaur. Uh, and, I, and I've done it really quickly and I, and I love it as well. I love kind of like I took one of their screenshots and I edited it myself. And, and it's just if, if it comes very easy to me, then why shouldn't I take that 10, 15 minutes out to to help somebody that it doesn't come very easy for? You know, it's not uh, it didn't take me all morning. It took me 10, 15 minutes. Um, and it's that that's very much I think you know, there's enough of us in the industry to be able to go. Actually, I know more about this i can help you with that you know 
and it, and it's not it's not necessarily a hardship. I mean, obviously there are things that we should do that challenge us and push us, and that should be a hardship. But if it doesn't have to be that way, if you can still get on with what you're doing during the day and take out that time to to help somebody and 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 to help promote that person, it just again it would just make this whole healing process so much easier. I think. Yeah. So now turn to what you do then. So it's Pavlova and Cream is your yeah. brand. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about what you do. So well, Pavlova and Cream has been around uh, probably for about 10 years now. Uh, I originally started as a food photographer. Uh, actually, it's uh, nine years uh, since my very first shoot at a Michelin star restaurant. And it's quite an interesting story. I didn't really know this chef. And if he's, he'd probably listen to this at some point as well and be like, can't believe you didn't know who I was, maybe. Uh, we're still friends, so it's okay. Um, I was at an event and I uh, we had a conversation. I said, I'm thinking about starting food photography. And he said, oh, why don't you pop to my restaurant and, you know, see what you think. And I remember turning up at his restaurant and just being like, this place looks really fancy. Now, I'm from Manchester. I'm originally a Manchester girl. <laughs> and so when I was growing up, you know, I was a family of four single mums, so it was basically like Finder's crispy pancakes and chips and sausage egg and chips, you know. <laughs> it was all perfectly decent food, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I remember just setting up at this restaurant and just being like, what am I doing? <laughs> I felt completely out of my depth. I just thought, no. And it's so nine, nine years ago to this day, um, I was at a two Michelin star restaurant, and that is how then I developed the photography bug. And then obviously when you're when you're working in, in your own business and, and in something like that, social media is, is is the easiest way to probably get yourself out there. It isn't free, it is time consuming. I think that's what people mistake. Oh yeah, just do a bit of social media. But it's it's time consuming. I think that's the common misconception with social media. It's not free. Um, it is time consuming and it takes time to do and think about. And I think this is where a lot of companies, um, it's like when they're like, oh yeah, we'll just, we'll just offer you this much. And it's like, is that, have you seen that picture where there's somebody drawing like the head of a horse and they say, can you do it cheaper? And the back of the horse is like two legs, just kind of like sticking out. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, and it's, um, so, and so, so I did, you know, did my own social media. And then during COVID, I, this may or may not surprise you, but I was not a very good cook before COVID. Um, I just wasn't. It wasn't. I was a single mum with my it. daughter. But yeah, well, I kind of was. So I, I was a single mum for a long time with my daughter. So um, it, it, we weren't eating Finder's Crispy Pancakes. I'm sure Finder's Crispy Pancakes are still amazing, but we weren't eating them. Um but obviously raising a child, they can be quite fussy. So I wasn't the world's most amazing cook while she was growing up. Um, and then COVID hit and I lost my job and my partner was still going to work and my daughter was still going to school. And so I had to, I learned to cook, um, which was amazing. But the images were by no means of a standard that I was uh, accustomed to posting, shall we say. So I went back to school. I decided to go back to school. So I took up my first student loan and I booked myself in at the Institute of Digital Marketing 
and I got my professional diploma in digital marketing, which was uh, a challenge, uh, especially at my age. So turning to Instagram, we're obviously going to discuss a little bit about how food businesses can use that to grow their audience, to Mm -hmm. show what they have to offer. So Mm -hmm. we're going to start off with hashtags. Now, I know there's something that can be are fairly confusing to people who are new to mm-hmm. Instagram or Twitter, because obviously Twitter uses them as well, and Facebook yeah. to some extent. How can food businesses benefit from using hashtags? Okay, so I've, I've done like a five tips. So these will be really easy for your listeners to write down as well. Okay, so there's probably more than five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> no, five. <laughs> okay so your your hashtag should be relevant keep them relevant to what you're doing because people still do search because you can search instagram by using a hashtag so for example i'm just going to use hackney okay i know some of your listeners aren't going to be in hackney so nobody nobody at me here um keep it relevant don't just put uh brighton cafe because it's not relevant. If, if somebody's looking for a cafe in Hackney, they will more than likely search Hackney Cafe. If you're using the hashtag Brighton Cafe and you're not in Brighton, there's absolutely no point. It's all very well. People might come on and have a look at your Instagram. But at the end of the day, we're using Instagram here to make you money, to bring in sales, to bring in customers. So you need to keep it relevant to what you're offering. Eggs and bacon, sausage and mash, sandwiches at lunch. Keep it relevant. Don't put stuff on there that you're not doing. You're not doing caviar, champagne and caviar. It's not, it's not, yeah, don't do it because you're you're wasting your time and you'll end up with the wrong leads as well because then you'll annoy people and, and, and then people won't even look at your Instagram. They'll probably end up following and following you and, and, you know, you'd like them to think, okay, oh, actually that looks amazing. I will go for that egg and bacon next time I'm in Hackney. So keep it relevant to what you're offering. Second tip is don't do too many. Don't do 50 hashtags. It's not worth it. It's not worth your time. I would say to do between 9 and 15. I personally do about 10, 9, 10. And again, because you're keeping it relevant, you you don't need to do a million hashtags. If you're doing your lunch offers, hashtag lunch offer. Hashtag lunch special. Keep it relevant to what you're offering. And don't do too many. It gets boring. People don't want to see it. And you look like you're trying too hard. It's better to have, you know, even if, even if only a small percentage of those hashtags are getting um, noticed. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. You're getting noticed rather. You're not putting people off again. Instagram and people are incredibly fickle. If they go onto your Instagram and you've got 25 hashtags and some of them aren't relevant, it's going to go against you. And you've wasted your own time because you've had to spend the time putting them in. Don't be too vague. Don't just, again, you know, we're going back to, you know, you're not just in Hackney. You're a Hackney cafe. You're Hackney food and drink. You're Hackney lunch deals, Hackney foodies. It's like, Putting in United Kingdom in a hashtag for anybody, that's so vague. Narrow it down. You don't want to be 
on the list of people getting noticed because you're in the United Kingdom. Imagine how many businesses you're fighting for. You don't want to fight for the business. You want these hashtags to actually create sales and to create customers for you. And if you're vague, you're not going to do that. People aren't interested. Uh, use your location. So put your location in your hashtag. Hackney Cafe, Hackney Food and Drink, Hackney Lunch Special, Hackney Sandwiches, Hackney Soup and Salad. Do that and also use your location settings on your Instagram because people can then see your, 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 your food. They can click on your location and Google Maps will take them to your location. So use that. Use that to your advantage. Don't, you know, what, you want people to come to you. You want people to come to you. <clears throat> the final one, it's really simple. Don't jump on hashtag bandwagons. It, it makes you look desperate. And also, if it's completely irrelevant, don't do it. You don't need to do it. You know, stay true to yourself. You know, a foodie hashtag is different because that's relevant to what you do. So somebody like my Lego man, they do a lot of hashtags. They do international foodie days. Those are great. And I've actually used the My Lego Man calendar and My Lego uh, national and international days. Well, they are, they are obviously national and international days, but I found somebody like My Lego Man very um, a handy little guideline, actually. So if I haven't got any content to post, oh, it's National Sausage Day. Boom. There's your content. Somebody else has already given you that tool to create the content with. So those things are amazing. So those hashtags are okay. But for example, political, don't go political. Don't do it. You don't need to. Unless it's something that your cafe or your establishment really stands up for, then that's okay. But keep that still relevant to the post. Don't put that with a breakfast post. You know, maybe put it with a member of your team we stand for this, we believe in this. That's okay because you're showing that you're passionate about something, but keep your hashtag relevant to what you're posting. No, I mean, nobody wants to see beautiful food and then get upset by something that you're standing up for if it's not something that they believe in. You know, it's okay to stand up for what you believe in, but keep it relevant to your picture. Otherwise, it just looks, it looks silly. It looks daft, doesn't it? It's like, disjointed isn't it it's not consistent it's, it's it's really disjointed and it's not it just doesn't work for me you know i want to see your sexy food it's all very well that you believe in this then show me you know with yeah. people don't show me with food and then just put a hashtag it's very mediocre you know it's yeah. just, just so hopefully those five will help a little bit um, so when you're talking about bandwagons <laughs> what do you mean what, so what are if, people so, avoiding in that case? Uh, politics. People are, are right. avoiding politics because at the end of the day, like I said, unless your establishment is, 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 stands very, very firm on a certain side of politics, um, I don't think it's personally required in, in food. You know, food is universal. People who eat food are universal. Unless you are specifically against something you know i personally don't think it's required but then i am probably on the fence about most things i'm not a hugely political person but there are some things that make me angry but i don't feel the need to to, to force it down people's throat on social media so 
just just be aware of that. That's all I would say personally. Yeah, I think so. Just on that, one of the frustrating things, certainly on you know, it's a bit of a tangent, but on Twitter when you're searching hashtags, and it's relevant to what you want to find, and you just see someone has just basically bolted it on to trying to promote their business, just really shoehorned it in there, and you just the last thing I'm going to do is click on any of their links or any of their no profiles. because you you, think, you understand exactly because you know they have literally just shoehorned in oh, i'm going to put this in but it's like it's completely irrelevant to what you're promoting and actually now you've put me off so so it does work yeah, yeah. it does it does have that effect that where it is off-putting um because they couldn't be bothered being a little bit more constructive or they thought it was just an easy way to get involved with people yeah and to, in terms of the number of hashtags and I, I think is it the minute Instagram allows 30, which I know me personally, I've used, generally used most of them between 20 and 30. What's the, so what's the thinking around going for less rather than more? Because I know, in fact, some people I see, some accounts don't even include any hashtags. No, well, that's the thing. Well, they, the thing is, if they don't include any hashtags, they're not going to come up onto any hashtag search engines. So the hashtags that you use are for your tools. They're to help people find you. And this is where it comes down to keeping them um, relevant to, to what you're doing and to your business. So, again, you know, United Kingdom is, is, is very vague. So you have to think about what the person is going to search when they're looking for your business. So, you know, you can. So I use I mean, I've even stopped using kind of vague. But the handy thing about hashtags, here's quite a handy tool is when you when you're doing your Instagram, and you're putting in your hashtag, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it while I'm while I'm <laughs> thinking because then I can explain it. So let me have a quick look. So you can all do this with me if you want to do this with me, and then and then we're all doing it together. So if you go to search, and then I'm gonna put in uh, food photography. So so this is this is just too it's too vague. So food photographer underneath that hashtag, it shows you how many posts there are using that hashtag so for example i'm now in hertfordshire so i now use the, ha the hashtag hertz food photographer which i'm going to go through it so there's only there's fewer than a hundred posts so if somebody's looking for a hertz food photographer there's fewer than a hundred people have po fewer than a hundred posts that have that hashtag so if I was doing Hertz social media, so obviously if I'm trying to reach a demographic in Hertfordshire, again, fewer than 100 posts. So if you're a small business in Hertfordshire and you're looking for somebody possibly to do social media, you're going to search Hertz social media. This, the fact that there are fewer than 100 posts makes it more likely for them to connect with me. Because if there's a million posts, they're not going to scroll through a million posts. So this is why, for me, I personally believe keeping your hashtags a bit smaller, you don't have to keep them all small. They, they, they say, they say uh, that you could do like five of each, five that are bigger, maybe, you know, 100,000 up, five that are maybe 100,000 down, and then five that are less than 1,000. Then you're really reaching, you know, quite a big demographic. But you want to keep things local. You want people to come to your establishments, like something like Michelin, Michelin star dining. That's so vague. 
So then you would have to continue your search to narrow it down even further. Uh, okay, Michelin dining in, in Cambridge or, you know, so you, you're just continuing the search. So you can use up to 30, but I think obviously people that run their own businesses as well, they don't have time to do it up to 30. And I, I personally, myself, I probably don't do any more than 10 to 15. And I try and keep them quite small because at the end of the day, I do want people to find me. So that's kind of where my angle is about using my hashtags. I want people to find me through utilizing those hashtag searches. Yeah. I think as well, if you're thinking along the lines of as a, as a business and it's, it's a local business, mm-hmm. the more niche and the more focused your keywords can be, the better you, the chance, the leads you will generate from yeah. that post say are going to be a much area. higher quality. Yes, that's it. It's... Someone who's picking it up in Western Australia, which is completely useless to you as a business owner. 100%. Great for your Instagram if they like it and bits and pieces like that. But as yep. far as money into your business, it's useless. That's it. 100%. You know, it's great for your likes and it shows you that you've got an international reach and that's all very well. But if that person's not, you know, coming into your establishment and, and ordering food, it's... You know, it's, it's you've got to think about your objective at the end of the day. You know, are you trying to reach a, glo- a global market through your through your food pitches? And in that case, then you can use all the hashtags that you want to, to, to reach those people. But if you are considering, you know, your locality and, and your regional and your national business, then you really do have to. I personally believe have to narrow your hashtags down a little bit more to keep it to keep it more locally based uh, and, and, and aware and, and use. Um, Oh, there's the word. It'll come to me afterwards. Uh, yeah, just just keep it local. Think about the people that you want to see every day that will pop in for a coffee. You know, it's it it's about getting. You know, it's about growing your business. This is what we're here to discuss today: growing your business. So, in terms of then the numbers, you know, you said you search the hashtags and it tells you how many posts there are. Mm-hmm. What's the lower limit? Where should we? start thinking actually this isn't getting searched enough to be worthwhile or is there Uh, a limit even no i wouldn't say there is you could because the thing is as well once you start your own hashtag it's not going to have any posts so you know um i've got some friends who've got a a cafe called the red cup cafe and i'm sure and i hope they use their own hashtag you know because at the end of the day you still want to be able to to get your hashtag out there so don't be yeah. afraid if there's only you know nobody's ever seen that when i first started pavlo and queen photography i was like oh nobody's uh, nobody's tagging me and then it's like tag 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 and it gets bigger and it gets bigger it's 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 all everybody's got to start somewhere with their own hashtag but it is quite important to have your own hashtag but yeah not to be not not to be scared when it's only little yeah. people picking it up it it will get there and then again for example so i'm just going to use a red cup cafe again for, for an example if you know that you've had an amazing lunch and you want to show your mate oh yeah no oh, hashtag red cup cafe yeah look look this is this is what i had it was banging it was amazing you know and it's just it's it's a it's a great way for people to find you and that's what you want you want people to find you yeah now turning to stories then this is something certainly for me it's they've been around a little while now but it's something i Mm -hmm. personally haven't 
really used until fairly recently. So how do they fit into the overall strategy of people using Instagram to market their business? Stories are currently the way forward. Stories basically beat the algorithm. So a lot more people are clicking on stories nowadays than they are posts. Because obviously when you're going into your Instagram, if your mate's done a story, their little icon is going to come up at the top of your Instagram. And if you see your mate there, you're going to click, oh, what are they up to today? You're going to click on their little story. And the way Instagram is working nowadays is it's very much about activity. Somebody clicking on your story, whether they're viewing passively or actively, and this is where Instagram has also changed again now, you can actually like a story because Instagram wants to see people being active. It doesn't want to see people being dormant. So stories are an amazing way for you to show Instagram that you are being active. Stories are not permanent either, which is great. So even if you feel that your story is not post-worthy, still post it. Make sure it's of good quality. You know, it's got to be something that your customers will want to see. But it might not be, you know, the lighting might not be perfect or there's a sunstroke, you know, or there's a sunstroke, you know, that it, you may not feel that it's 100% post-worthy, but it's still action. It still shows Instagram that you are being active. And unless you put it in your highlights, which is very easy to do, um, I can go through that later on if somebody wants to know, um, it will disappear. And it will be gone. It's gone then. So nobody wants to go, oh, yeah, look, oh, oh, it's gone. It's, it, it's gone. You know, it doesn't matter. It's gone. And people love to see personality. Gone are the days. I mean, kind of works against me, which is a bit annoying because all my posts are purely images. But I have found that the times I do a video or an Insta story, more people view it. And and it, it, people just, it just seems to be more appealing now to people and it seems to have a better reach than just the posts. And because of this then, you are pushed up higher in the algorithm because you're kind of on the list of things that people want to see. So I can have me, little old me, you know, posting this amazing image, but if I'm not active and you're active and you're posting stories three days a week, uh, your chef's having a bit of a laugh, a uh, gooey egg, uh, pouring shots, you will actually end up more visible. I know you said viewable there, good English, Madge. Uh, you will end up more visible than I will because mine's not active. The, the key here is to be as active as you can. If you can't post anything for a week on your grid, make sure you post on your stories. Because you will still get the visibility. Uh, Instagram itself will still recognize you as something that people want to see. So stories at the moment are probably taking over actual posts with a shed load of hashtags. Because the, right. the hashtags is a search engine. It's this way to people to find you. It doesn't tell you anything about your reach or anything. The, the, the stories are the way to get yourself seen by Instagram, which then in turn beats the algorithm. 
because they can see that you're active and you're flowing and you're working and people are ticking on you whether or not they are passively liking that that, that it is it, it's a passive viewers tool stories yeah. well it, it was but now you can yeah. like it because people are a bit curious oh what they're doing what they're doing what are they doing people are a bit nosy you know oh what's oh yeah that looks amazing and because you're seeing it in the flesh you're seeing it raw you're not seeing it edited you're not seeing it faffed around too much with you're seeing it as it is right then and there and people love that people are loving it since covid long of those long gone of those kind of polished this is perfect look how shiny it is kind of days people are like oh look that's a real person look that chef's having a great time oh i want to go there if that chef is having such a nice time there he's a bit of a bit of a, yeah he's making a bit of a fool out of himself you know on his off time of course um yeah. people people want to be made to smile and people want to have their mood lifted and stories is a way of doing that by you know it's it's it, it's activity and, and it improves your visibility on linkedin so insta stories currently are more key than posting a lot on your grid and do you suggest that sort of from a format or a content type is it more informal the stories than the post, it's much maybe? more informal oh it's much more informal and that's the nice thing about it it's much more informal it's much more real you know you can do a little a little video of of your of your establishment you know but because it's not done with a high-end camera it doesn't matter it can still go on your story you probably wouldn't want to put it on your post because you might want things a little bit more shiny because it's permanent when it goes on your post but if you're doing a little scan of your of your of your restaurant of your establishment that can go on your story and people can see that and people can see it in the flesh they can see it real without the photoshop you know, I'm so sick and yeah. tired of all. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. We get it. So it's all, it, it, it just, it shows reality. And so it doesn't have to be, it's, got, it's still got to be good. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, nobody wants to see you looking at the floor going, uh, and this is our favorite table. You know, it's, it, it needs to be something. It, you know, don't just post everything. Think about what you're posting, but it doesn't have to be the shiny polished image that we that we expect from a grid now you mentioned highlights before just explain to people who may not be may not understand Mm -hmm. what they are where they fit in okay so a highlight is a great way to tell like a long story so for example if you're doing a menu tasting you could actually use video on your phone to put it in your highlights so for example you would Post to your story. So, so for those who don't know, I need to pick up my phone again so that I can kind of show people better where it is. Right, when you click on your own Instagram and you click on your own icon, underneath where it says Edit Profile, Add Tools, Insights, Contact, there are some round pictures. Well, they're more icons. I always forget that word, icons. There are some more icons which you can create yourself. So for example, if you're doing a menu tasting or you have a new menu, you could put together maybe six or seven small videos or or images and put them together as a highlight. They are permanent though highlights. Highlights stay until you delete them yourself. So if you could take you're doing a menu tasting take a picture of each image it still doesn't have to be shiny and polished because it's not on your grid but it doesn't have to be awful as well so so think about it you're promoting yourself 
you're promoting the dishes in real life without the Photoshop and you're putting together a highlight. And this is a nice way, they're just a nice way to keep a story permanent. So think about that. If you're going to add your story to a highlight, it's very easy to do. You add the story and it will ask you if you want to add it to a highlight and you can create a highlight. Um, I like them. I know some people have gone so far as to make all their highlights kind of uniform and they do it in different colours and things like that. And that can be quite a nice way. It depends on your theme. It depends what you're trying to achieve. Um, I don't personally. I just use pictures because I'm not uniform. I'm not monochrome. I am about expressing my creativity and the people that work in the industry so for me i personally wouldn't keep it all uniform but that's me yeah. it, it's people can create their own persona their own brand by, by by using the hashtags but they are they are quite easy to do um i like them and, it, and it's nice like when you have for example when you do have a menu tasting you know new menu tasting people are like oh oh that's cool oh oh that's really cool oh that's really cool okay all right i'm going that's it but Book me, book me in right now. <laughs> and it's you know, highlights are good. Highlights are a handy way to keep your stories permanent. And in terms of visibility, then, and I know you've you've mentioned this, but where does that visibility happen? So obviously, by searching a hashtag, you come up mm-hmm. and you can stumble across a cafe or whatever it is. But stories are a little bit more difficult. So where you say, you, as long as you're active, where does that visibility, the outcome of that activity? so it will still so your your stories will still be seen by people that follow you but your stories can also be seen and your images can also be seen as if you are literally hit your search button everything that's on my page now are similar to accounts that i follow so there's even stills on here based on photos that you liked so your grid, your stories, and especially your reels, we haven't gotten to reels yet, um, can be seen by other people that don't necessarily follow you. So this is where you would see it. So hang on, I've just got a little bit. So if you're looking for something similar, just hit that little magnifying glass on the bottom. And a lot of the stuff that comes up here will be related to something I've liked or a friend of mine's account. So this is where your stuff could end up with the right hashtags. So here's one, yeah, food community, food photography, uh, art of plating, I love that one. Um, Chef's Eye, I follow Chef's Eye as well. So wherever you go to that little magnifying glass, you can be seen on there by people who don't actually follow you. So that's where your visibility can go to if you structure your post correctly if that makes sense you mentioned reels yes something i don't do enough of it's a completely different type of content Uh, i need to do more i did actually do some filming and i took some stills the other day to try and do another reel um the software is relatively easy so a reel is almost a small video it's either 30 seconds or 60 seconds long you can compose that small video through other small videos and stills. So it can be a complete mixture of stills and video. Now, the things about reels is reels, they're almost like bigger stories. And so they, 
Whereas the stories get seen, the reels really get seen. People love reels. It's crazy how much people love reels. It annoys me that I haven't really done more reels. I need to do more reels. People need to, but they are, they can be quite complicated and they can be quite time consuming. So, you know, I, the reason I put all my stuff together is because I know it's going to take me maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes to do a reel. And I'm supposed to be social media savvy because I like to do it really perfectly. So, you know, and mine will be a mixture of images and small videos. But you can do a reel from just small videos and the reels, the reels really go out there. They're, you know, again, people love to see little videos. The, the demand for visual content that is not just stills is huge. People love, people love it much more than stills, which is annoying for me because I work in a stills industry. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> It is, people like to see the real person behind it. Yeah. You know, people like to see somebody that they can connect with or that, that, that they do the same thing. Oh my God, I do the same thing. People want connection and Insta stories and reels can offer them connection, which then I believe will turn into business leads. It's a big part of branding and, and marketing. Is it's, it's all about having that personal connection with your customers and and it really does pay dividends when you can when you can create that connection again it comes back to us as human beings isn't it we crave that social that element of likeness between one person and another and and that's where and sometimes a validity sometimes a validity sometimes we need to feel like oh you know i can be a bit of an idiot sometimes oh look so could they you know or (laughs) you know it, it it we do we we crave that connection and i think after covid as well when people were on their own for so long to be able to have that now with somebody you know i like the same oh my god they like the same thing oh they like the same cheese they like the same wine it's we all really missed having that interaction and i think now more than ever this could be why videos uh, and, and more personality has increased. The demand for, for, for personable content has increased. COVID could be that reason. People want to see people. People want to see brands. People want to see honesty. You know, a little bit of vulnerability sometimes because Absolutely, we yeah. are all human. And so the kind of polished side of things, there's still very much a place for it. But I think that could be why the stories and the reels are so popular now, because they're not necessarily super polished. They are real and they are genuine and they show the brand and the people behind the brand to be genuine and honest because I can see it. I can see it right now. I can see that food. I can see that person. I can see that waiter. He looks like a nice guy. I want to go there. And and I think that's why we have this change this this drive to visual um videos visual videos of course to, to <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why we have this kind of drive and that desire for more action shots more honesty and yeah. because we all missed it we missed it we missed that personal element to it yeah everything you read now it's all about visuals a thing from a social media point of view visual videos like youtube is still just growing and growing 
Instagrammers, obviously, with the reels, they're getting on board with, and obviously TikTok, without getting into that today, is huge. And that is purely video-based. So it's definitely, certainly the way for people to go. Now, turn yeah, to, t- t- obviously TikTok. Still I'll just in, be quick. I'll do. I'll do yeah. a quick TikTok one. TikTok is 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 very similar software to Reels. So if anybody did want to go, it's very similar software. It's very intuitive. It's very easy. But you, it's the demographic that's on TikTok. It's quite a younger generation. So if that's your market, then maybe give it a go. But if you're looking for a certain demographic, then don't waste your time with it. It's it's you know it's it's a, my daughter's on TikTok, my dogs are on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok um, <laughs> because it's not for me. My demographic is not on TikTok. Yeah. So it's you know if if as a business you feel that you you know it's something that you want to do, it is quite easy and it is quite intuitive software. Again, it can be a mixture of small videos and stills. But consider your demographic and consider the type of people that you want to get to your business. Running a small business is time consuming enough without wasting your time on a social media platform that won't work for you. Yeah. So that was, that's my TikTok soapbox moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's definitely, definitely a younger, younger demographic. Yeah. And certainly from, from a cafe and, and rest, certainly restaurant point of view, it's not usually what the target audience that we're it's looking not, for no. but generally like say if, if there's someone out there that it is then it can be really really yeah. useful really now, useful. content on instagram then what are some of your big tips that people can be implementing in their post in their grid because i know like, even just little things like i used to say to to my staff and anyone that i spoke to is like even just a little bit of editing brighten the photo up and yeah. obviously within reason what are your tips because obviously you have uh it's your bag isn't it yeah it, I, yeah you definitely definitely you know think think about the framing of your content think about what's around whether you're doing an image or it's even things like if you're in the kitchen and there's a load of blue roll behind you just move it get rid of it get rid of it Nobody wants to see all that blue roll. We all know it exists. Let's be honest. But I don't need to see you with a big wall of it behind you. So just think about your surroundings a little bit. And this goes for stills and video. Think about your surroundings a little bit. Uh, think about your lighting a little bit. You know, uh, classic, oh, don't don't photograph food under the pass. Doesn't work. Looks not. You're thinking, oh, look, there's loads of light. Too much light. That sounds really annoying, isn't it? People will be going, yes, but what's the right lighting? <laughs> Try and find natural light that's not direct sunlight. You want something with not too many shadows. So, you know, kitchen light actually isn't bad um, because it's not too blue and it's not too yellow. So, you know, a little video in the kitchen is okay. I would just stay away from the past. When those lights are on, it's not doing anything for your food. Like, don't have your food. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely try and stay away from there. Um, be natural. Try and relax and enjoy it a little bit. You know, nobody wants that kind of, you know, I'm completely tense. I'm having a really good time, honestly, I promise. Please, please look at my food. It, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. People all day, they'll be like, oh, they're not enjoying that, are they? They're not having a good time, are they? You know, so try and enjoy it. And if, if, it is quite nerve-wracking sometimes when the spotlight is on you 
So do something that you're comfortable with. You know, if you're comfortable stuffing the food in your face, stuff the food in your face. People love to see food being stuffed in their face. It's natural and it makes you look like, oh, God, I want to eat that spaghetti. That looks amazing. So if being on camera is not necessarily your thing, do something that makes you feel natural. To make you, you know, feel more natural and underneath it because people could, people will be able to see. You know, I hate, I hate having my picture taken. Can't stand it. My face does this thing. It's awful. It's awful. I can't stand it. So I try and do something <laughs> that makes me feel a bit more comfortable. I put my camera in front of my face or, or, you know, I like to stuff food in my face as well, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, or, or actually, I think my probably go-to is if I've got a cocktail or, or a glass of wine or something in my hand. I feel like I've got a prop then and yeah. it makes me relax more. And I, and I, and it could, you know, there's a bit of cake around, which is always a bonus as well, isn't it? Really? <laughs> let's be honest. We all love a bit of cake, yeah, but I think, I think so, so try and be as natural as you can and be true to, you know, your vibe and, and your product. If your establishment's a bit more relaxed, don't be sitting there in a suit. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable and it's not giving off the right vibe. If your if your establishment's not quite relaxed, you know, make sure you're you're wearing something that makes you feel comfortable, and it, it it's giving off it's exuding the vibe of the of the of the place as well. You know, I don't want to come in in my converse, you know, if I know it's not going to fit the establishment. So so make sure that you're giving off the vibe of the place as well. Uh, yeah, enjoy food in action, chefs in action, people behind the brand. That's always nice. People want to see the funny waiter. People want to see the floor manager. People, because those are the characters that you're going to be having your experience with. Yeah. You know, it's all very well to show me the food. I'm going to see the food myself. What I would like to see is, you know, your general manager. Is he? I want to see if he's a nice person or not. You know, so 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 personality posts are always good as well. People want to see what's going on. I'm going to be there for maybe two, two and a half, three hours, four, if I have a couple of glasses of wine and you guys aren't getting rid of me quick enough. So I want to see the people <laughs> that I'm going to see. And these can also be stills. So we want to see Johnny with his big smile because that's going to make us want to be there. Oh, look at Johnny's nice smile. I'd like him to serve our table when we're there. That, so that can be stills and video. So that that's okay to, to post people want to see people again going back to this you know during lockdown thing people didn't see anybody you know and if we you know times are not easy for most people now but if we're going to go out we're going to do our research we will be looking at the gram you know we will be looking yeah. at the, twi the twitter maybe not so much i use twitter for a completely different thing i still use it as self-promotion yeah. i don't necessarily use it as a sales tool but we are going to do our research we are now in a time where you know, this is not the 80s. People are not going out every night. You know, it is not, it's not, it's not, it's not all champagne and caviar. We want to go out for the experience. And we know, we want to know that we're not going to get mugged off and have spent a fortune. So we will do our research. We will look at the hashtags. We will look at the images. We will look at the highlights. And I think this is where businesses can really use this to their advantage. You know, make sure it's active. Make sure your Instagram account's active. Don't, you know, try and post on your grid, I would say, at least once a week. But your stories more. I would say at least once a week. Just so if I go on somebody's Instagram and they haven't posted in a month, yeah. I'm less likely to go to that establishment. And that sounds really 
but for me they're not active and they're not they're not producing anything then that they feel that they want to show the world about you know if this 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 tool this is a tool for a reason this can work it can help people it's here to help people you know people will do their research Thank you very much for everything you've covered today. How can people find out a bit more about you? What are your social handles? See what you're producing on Instagram? Well, hopefully later on I'll have a reel for you, which we interested. <laughs> I know it's going to take about half an hour, though. Um, I'm Pavlova and Cream, all one word across pretty much all handles. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, also here to help. I've just about to launch my social media management side of my business here. I already do that for a couple of hospitality clients, uh, but I'm about to launch it for small businesses in the Hertfordshire area and the surrounding areas as well. So there'll probably be some more social media style posts. Um, but yeah, people could always find me there at Pavlova and Cream, all one word, all lowercase. I guess it's all lowercase anyway on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could always find me. And I'm, you know, I'd like to think I'm a nice lady. So, you know, if somebody is listening to this and they're like, oh, Madge, can you guide me through this highlight thing again? Just drop me a message. You know, I'll be happy to help. So, you know, don't bombard me with 50 messages. Uh, I'll still try and help you if you bombard me with 50 messages. Um but, you know, I'd like to help people. So if, if people are really struggling with something, it, it's okay that they get in touch with me. Um, I'm going to, I'll help as much as I can. Yeah. I'm grateful that you're offering that to the, to our audience as well. Yeah. So. Ha- honestly, happy to help. Happy to help. It's a, you know, it's good. It's here. Yeah. That's what we're here for. This is what we're Absolutely. here for. You know, why <laughs> keep this knowledge in this little head of mine? Let's spread the love, people. <laughs> Listen, Majella, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge. And it really is. I think there's really loads of value there for people to to start implementing on their social yeah. media. And I appreciate you coming on. It's been great chatting to you. It's been really fun. And that's what Obviously, this is all about thank as well. You. Yeah. Thank you so much as well. It's all right now. I can... I could relax now. But no, thank, thank you for, for asking me on today. And, and I do hope that people find it a little bit handy. Um, yeah. So just, you know, be brave, people. Be patient. Be brave. You might not get results straight away because it does take a little bit of time. But just keep going. Stay true to yourself. And just just keep keep going. Keep going, people. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Majella. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that's a really great episode there from Magella, And lots of value for us to try in our businesses to potentially reach new customers certainly around the location elements and the hashtags making them specific to the location may really help you access a new market in your area and it's all free if you can do it and reach new people without spending a penny then that's really really effective so there's lots of power in instagram you've just got to make sure you're using it in the right way but certainly head over to Pavlova and Cream on Instagram, Magella's Instagram account there, and you will see the sort of things that she is doing on her feed and her app. So it's really, it can really give you a lot of inspiration into what you could be doing when it comes to photographing your food and your menu items and your business in general. So make sure you check that out. But thank you again for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. I really appreciate it. And I know 
you are getting benefit from it. We're hearing from people that are really enjoying the podcast. So I'm really glad to hear that. Don't forget, we are in the process of launching some courses, certainly around leadership. I know at the minute, hospitality has got this uh, a labor shortage, essentially. And it's not just in the UK, it's all over the world. So as part of what I'm doing, I'm really passionate about leadership, certainly in hospitality. We're, we've got people out there trying to attract people back into the industry. So now I'm trying to fill that void of trying to retain them now. If we're bringing them back in, we have to keep hold of them. So head on over to thecafehustle.com forward slash develop, where you can sign up to find out a bit more information on the course once we are in a position to launch it. But please check that out. If you've got any questions, though, email me at andy at thecafehustle.com and I'll answer them for you, certainly around the leadership course, but even around the podcast in general and what we do. So... Thank you again for joining me in this episode and I'll see you on Friday for our next installment of The Cafe Hustle.